You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Seven oh seven in the morning. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show. Ten thirty. The Voice. Local news and talk. National Ballet and National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. Both important. And uh, thanks for everyone for a great time at Mark's Games and Gadgets Short Rest Tavern last night. And um, he was a great host. And the uh, Maltese Pastizzi Buffet by Malta Joe was amazing. He had the traditionals plus birria. Uh, filled pastizzi and then the uh, the Nutella and cream past- mini pastizzi is you know it's kind of like one of those damn winners as we like to say so thanks for everyone next one will be La Oya probably early March and then I gotta get my butt working on an anniversary party so it's coming up fast it's coming up fast um, we have Win Brown author Win Brown she wrote a book about um, the botanist that uh, that they named Mount Lemon after and she's doing a presentation with the Historical Society, Oral Valley Historical Society, but she will be here. And hopefully um, either she leaves early and goes local. Is the junction of I, I, I read it, it's still a mess. Traffic is backed up on the eastbound side all the way to Prince. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yikes is right. Let's, let's uh, go to the uh, live action uh, traffic Holy cam. crap. Yeah. It's and it looks like there've been multiple accidents with people, you know, piling up. on the brakes. So where he's shot on his little thing there, he has the initial accident. There might be an accident north of it, right? Or is that the same thing? Yeah. So the uh, oh, the initial stop. accident was on the transition from I-10 eastbound I-19 southbound. Right. That closed that off, and then uh, the bonus the bonus uh, accidents are uh, upstream from that. So is that Speedway? There's one. It looks like Broadway, I would say oh. uh, Grant, and looks like another one at Miracle Mile, if if I'm to believe the little icons. What a miracle. Icon. Icon power. Icon power. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I've been teasing this starting yesterday. We just had to clean it up a little bit, okay? But um, so Bill Maher on his show on HBO had a, a, a comparison of the woke revolution of Whatever, I would say revolution, the woke uh, stupidity of what's going on in the world of governance, politics, especially academia, right? And then at the same time, compared it to the cultural revolution, uh, Mao Zedong, uh, yes, the guy who basically murdered millions of his fellow citizens to make sure communism came on through strong, as we like to say. So uh, the same uh, people that sent a 200-foot-tall uh, balloon with possible explosives on it now, they're saying, because it, it was supposed to maybe blow Charming. itself up. Charming. So, I'm sure, I, I'm sure, will Joe talk about it tonight? I don't know. I guess we got to figure out, We got, maybe we should do this for the rest of the show, right, is what kind of, uh, you know, remember we used to do drunk bingo? A segment bing- called, will Joe talk about drunk it? Drunk bingo, right? What are, what, are the, what are the key phrases that Joe will or will not talk about? But uh, So, Bill Maher talks, let's, let's go right to Bill. And again, he's. Some of you would say he's red pilling, which is possible. And maybe the rest of the crew is just going insane. So, part of today's woke revolution, you need to study the part of revolutions where they spin out of control because the revolutionaries get so drunk on their own purifying elixir, they imagine <laughs> they can reinvent the very nature of human beings. 
communists, communists thought selfishness, selfishness could be cast out of human nature. Russian revolutionaries spoke of the new Soviet man who wasn't motivated by self-interest, but instead wanted to be part of a collective. No, it turns out he wanted to be on a yacht in a Gucci tracksuit holding a vodka and a prostitute. <laughs> not standing in line all day for a potato. <laughs> the problem with communism and with some very recent ideologies here at home is that they think you can change reality by screaming at it, that you can bend human nature by holding your breath, but that's the difference between reality and your mommy. I love that Bill's audience Lincoln doesn't know when to laugh or clap. Lincoln said that you can really repeal fun. all past history, but you still cannot repeal human nature. But he's canceled now, so him. <laughs> Yesterday I asked ChatGPT, are there any similarities between today's woke revolution and Chairman Mao's cultural revolution of the 1960s? And it wrote back, how long do you have? <laughs> because again, in China, we saw how a revolutionary thought he could do a page one rewrite of humans. Mao ordered his citizens to throw off the four olds, old thinking, old culture, old customs, and old habits. So um, your whole life went in the garbage overnight, no biggie. And those who resisted were attacked by an army of purifiers called the Red Guard who went around the country putting dunce caps on people, yeah, who didn't take to being a new kind of mortal being. A lot of pointing and shaming went on. Oh, and about a million dead. And the only way to survive was to plead insanity for the crime of being insufficiently radical, then apologize and thank the state for the chance to see what a piece of shit you are. And of course, submit to re-education, or as we call it here in America, freshman orientation. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this story. There's a law professor at the University of Illinois, Chicago, named Jason Kilborn, whose crime was that on one of his exams, he used a hypothetical case where a black female worker sued her employer for race and gender discrimination, alleging Katie that Hobbs. managers had called her two slur words, the type of real-world case these students might one day confront. And knowing the extreme sensitivity of today's students, he didn't write the two taboo words on the test, just the first letter of each. He was teaching his students how to fight racism in the place where it matters most, the criminal justice system. But because he merely alluded to those words, again, in the service of a good cause, he was banned from campus, placed on indefinite leave, and made to wear the dunce cap. <laughs> No, not really the dunce cap part, but, but our American version of that. Eight weeks of sensitivity training, weekly 90-minute sessions with a diversity trainer, and having to write five self-reflection papers. A grown man, a liberal law professor. If you can't see the similarities between that and this, the person who need, needs re-education is you. Yes, we, we do have our own Red Guard here, but they do their rampaging on Twitter. Here's a cute example from a couple of years ago. <laughs> the 
banjo player. Oh, this is great. <laughs> from Mumford and Sons tweeted that he liked a book, a book that apparently had not been approved by the revolution. So, of course, he had to delete the tweet, then take time away from the band. Oh, my God, you mean this could have affected Mumford and Sons? <laughs> and then the cringing apology, I have come to better understand the pain caused by the book I endorsed. Pain? From a book? Unless he hit the drummer over the head with it. <laughs> What happened to, I can read whatever the fuck I want? Yeah! Don't worry, I'm a musician. It won't happen again. <laughs> well played. <laughs> there was once a very different musician named John Lennon who wrote a song called Revolution. And people who didn't really listen to it thought it was a rah-rah call for revolution. No, it was the opposite. The lyrics are, you say you want a revolution? Well, you know, we all want to change the world. But if you go carrying pictures of Chairman Mao, you ain't going to make it with anybody anyhow. There's a guy who understood how good intentions can turn into the insane arrogance of thinking your revolution is so awesome and your generation is so mind-bendingly improved that you have bequeathed the world with a new kind of human you're welcome <laughs> with, with communists that human was no longer selfish in America today that human is no longer born male or female <laughs> and obesity is not something that affects health you can be healthy at any size really we voted on it A formerly serious magazine last year published with a straight face an article called Separating Sports by Sex Doesn't Make Sense. Yes, it does. Because again, we haven't reinvented Homo sapiens since Crystal Pepsi came out. I've spent three decades on TV mocking Republicans who said climate change was just a theory. And now I got to deal with people who say, you know what else is just a theory? Biology. Yep. That's where you're at. So. Wow. Right. So again, when you, when you see what comes out of the, some of these politicians, you see this coming out of the media, local media. I thought I thought Bill kind of nailed it in a lot of different ways. So let's go to break. Seven eighteen in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson. If you want to chime in, seven nine zero two zero four zero. Author Wynn Brown coming up in the third hour to talk about the botanist that Mount Lemon was named of in her new book. So ah, shine on you crazy diamonds. All I've been I've been trying to tell you that guys for years. Shine on. Wake up. Ah, from the beginning. There we go. We have also, we're also uh, a special interview for you in the third hour after Win Brown. It's the 10-year anniversary of Rick Sturtz. Joe was out that day, so we played plenty of jazz probably. Well, we probably we might have did Stones versus Yes, which was a big show for me and Rick. Uh, we interviewed Donald Trump during the 2012 primary when he was stumping for Mitt Romney. And then he fires Sharon Bronson at the end of the episode. So anyway, uh, let's go to the phones. A uh, brush fire Sean 
who almost made it to happy hour. Uh, let's. Uh... <laughs> I bet you cleaned up pretty nice too. I bet you were at a, your hair was slicked back. You were ready to go. I I am so embarrassed for. <laughs> I was at Tucson, or I'm sorry, I was at Park Mall last night, and and, and I'm at Games and Gadgets, and, and they have the doors closed and everything. I'm like, oh well, they closed down, and I'm like, I'm like knocking, tapping, you know, I'm very gently, by the way, <laughs> gently tapping on the door, and the guy comes, and I go, hey man, where's all the? Isn't there like a bar and like mead and stuff? And the guy looks at me like I'm out of my freaking mind, Chris. <laughs> Uh, I feel like a TUSD graduate, and I'm sorry I missed you guys. I, I actually – can I promote something? Are you okay if I promote something? Sure. Is it a, is it a uh, association to help geographically uh, challenge the truck drivers? Um, actually, better than that. <laughs> it's better. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock one out of the park today, ladies and gentlemen. 22nd and Camino, 22nd and Camino Seco, they have a – they have a haircutting school there for, for kids in high school and whatnot. Nice. I go over there yesterday. I never even knew what it was. It says cutting class. So I never knew what it meant. But it's a haircutting school that they do through JTET. And I've worked with JTET for, you know me, I've moved every single machine for those guys for 30 years. I go in there, I get a manicure. I was getting all cleaned up to actually see you, right? Because I'm like mountain man, right? You said, give me a Nicolas Cage haircut, and they were ready. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I get a manicure. I get get my hair like I used to have it all the time because I I looked like I just got out of prison. And I get a haircut, a manicure, shampoo, and conditioner for 12 bucks. Wow. 12 bucks. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to JTED cutting class at 22nd and Camino Seco. If you're on the east side, and this girl, I was there for two and a half hours. Oh, my I mean, she Lord. was scared to death. Oh, yeah. I tipped her $15, and she almost, I, I thought she was going to start crying. Well, the, <laughs> 22nd and Camino Seco puts you right near Vero's Italian Bakery. That's a good one-two punch if you're going to take a ride over there. You do both. Oh, Vero's, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to go get some manicotti, <laughs> <laughs> they will throw they will throw you they will throw you eight dollars worth of manicotti in a in a in a pan that you bring home and warm up warm up by yourself. <laughs> I'm talking Who knew we'd have a I'm talking heaven. Who knew we'd have a brush fire segment today called Manicures and Manicotti? Just beautiful. I'm not kidding. I'm going back today. I'm gonna to get a facial today. Absolutely. I'm 15 bucks for a facial. I'm going to have a nice, they have the beautiful little boot, everything. And, and, and for the audience, the place is spotless because I'm a real clean freak. I'm sure. a nut job about clean. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't find anything like in the corners and whatnot that the place was absolutely spotless. And it's a, it's a training place for people that are going to cut your hair later. Right. They're all high school, like age kids and whatnot. And uh, and they're so sweet. Nice. And I met all the instructors. I, I mean, it'd be a great interview. I, I met all the instructors so there. So when you when I, when you go to get your your facial, find out who's the right person to talk to and get me a, an email to arrange an uh, interview. Love to do it. I'll do that. I'll do that in a heartbeat. I would love. I would love to have and have maybe one of the kids, two of the kids on or something, because they're so sweet. I love it. Look at that. Look at the great interview we had with the two kids from the U of A racetrack program on Friday. 
Absolutely. It's the same Absolutely. same kind of vein. So I'm there. Make it happen, Sean. Absolutely. This will make up for you I'm not finding it. a giant thing called Tucson Mall last night. Yeah, well, I was only about 14 miles away. If I'd have been in my in my left-hand drive, I'd have drove up there. But I was in the Hilux. Missed I it. To show you by, the right-hand drive. Missed it by that much. Missed it by about 14 miles. All right, yeah. my friend. All right, let me know about the uh, the hey, cutting brother. class, guys. I will. Thanks, buddy. Have a good day. Hey, keep the faith, man. You too, my friend. More hey. Gilmore. <laughs> More Gilmore. <laughs> you know what it is? I have a. Uh, I have a three of my favorite kind of rock Somebody vocals. Is that's crazy, isn't it? Right. Um, so it's John Wetton, of course, right, and then Greg Lake and David Gilmore. So it's I, I have a I have a I have a playlist on Spotify that's just those three guys, and that's what I picked a lot of. Lake stuff Gilmore on. and who? Wetton. Wetton. Oh, sure. Right. So, and then it's ballet day. So. That's what we're doing. Wake up Tucson, 10 30 the voice, local news and talk. 734 in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10 30 the voice, local news and talk. I was uh I was driving in today, and this is before I hit the traffic, and I was on hold for uh, the football show on Sirius XM. I'm gonna call in with a little soccer talk. Right? Can't do it with you people. Jeez. So I gotta, you know, be with my own kind on the soccer world. It gives me the answer effect when you do, so Whoa. What? See, I don't say that name when I'm driving because I'll go right off the road, and I want to. I'm gonna protect other people, right? That was for you, Chris. Don't Jensen drive, as we like to say. Now, um, I thought about it, right? I, like, I always like the, you know, I, I was thinking about how do I? Um, I no, the, the best part is I never got on the show because they were talking about some other stuff, and then it ran into some guest who was calling in from the UK, so. And then I was stuck in traffic, which was fine. But I thought about it, and I go, "I don't want to. How do I want to like greet the guys this morning, right?" And so they say, "Hey, uh, first time, long time, whatever." And I thought about it. I was gonna, I was gonna answer the when they said, "Good morning, Chris in Tucson, Arizona." I was gonna say, "Greetings, gentlemen, from the Mexican food capital of the United States of America." That was what. That's what I formulated in my little brain, right? And then I said, after it was all over, and I never got on the air for that one, um, that's it. Let's cut the crap. Let's cut the crap with Old Pueblo, right? Let's cut the crap with uh, Zach's, uh, I didn't say the last name, was uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, cafecitos as we call him cafecitos uh, space capital of the southwest that's horse crap right uh, or now this is not horse crap but it doesn't mean anything then anybody the city of gastronomy now for most public school kids you're like uh, what is there something wrong with your your intestines what's going on right regular or premium yeah. <laughs> Super chief, baby. Super chief. I can't, you can't say super chief anymore. You'd get appropriation. Just like I hear Ilhan Omar was a guilty of appropriation yesterday. Ethel. <laughs> Ethel. Say Ethel. Um, but let's be real. Let, let, you know, for all the geniuses that have ran around this town in marketing Tucson, some of them were good, some of them were not so good, right? Let's cut the crap. We are, look, uh, we, we have lots of problems. 
We got a lot of problems in this town. Right? But you know something? This city of gastronomy thing, it's cute. I hope we keep it. I know there's things we have to do. I mean, that's why Felipe Garcia went to hang out with the Chinese Communist Party on the taxpayer dollar to celebrate some gastronomy thing in Macau, which is controlled by the Chinese, right? But this one's easy. Can we just do this one? This is a fact. A fact is we are the Mexican food capital of the world. The, uh, excuse me, not the world, sorry, of the United States of America. There's some places in Mexico might not argue with the world. I was going to say. All right. So that's it. End of story. All you geniuses at the chamber, visit Tucson, the Chalupa Corridor, any of you people. That's it. It's Mexican food is our lead. It's not safety. It's not parks. It's not roads. It's not being a good place to move your business. But you know what is somehow has thrived in this town because of a amazing group of entrepreneurs and a community that loves what they do is Mexican food. The only thing that put, brings us together more than the only other thing that's in this more than Mexican that brings us close to Mexican food is University of Arizona athletics. We get pumped about the basketball team, big dance, March Madness, truth. Right? When the football team might get to a bowl one day, we're almost all there. We all a lot of people love Rito Racetrack and the racing tradition in Tucson. But you know something? Mexican food. Mexican food. This is it. I'm gonna keep saying I know I'm a little biased, Mr. Mexican food tour and I came up with this best 23 miles of Mexican food concept, right? Collaborated with the current mayor on that, believe it or not, before she became too big for her britches. Okay? Now, all of you out there, that's it. Imagine if you had t-shirts that said Tucson, Arizona, some really good graphics, best Mexican food, the Mexican food capital of the U.S. Let's stop screwing around. Don't get me on uh, the optics capital with the 23 jobs from optics. I think it's I think it's 90. I apologize. Right? We're worried about ast- astronomy on the who cares? Right? As we like to say, if we took all the observatories off of Mount Lemmon, Mount Bigelow, and whatever, w- would anyone who lived in Tucson know the difference? And the answer is, let me say it in French. Mm. But Mexican food? That's our lead, dude. Even with all the gastronomy stuff. I bet if we sat with Lee over at Visit Tucson at, and I can't talk to Dan Gibson anymore. He escaped to go to TMC. But so he escaped. But if I talked to Lee over there and we said, Lee, what's getting the best amount of clicks in the food world over the last 10 years? It's got to be Mexican food. Right, it's so identifiable and identifiable with what we do here in the Southwest. We have this amazing, strong connection with Sonora, and we have lots of cool riffs on Mexican food. Trust me, you guys go to other cities. Let's be real; most of the time, you're looking down your nose at other cities' Mexican food. When I go visit buddies in other cities, they go, oh, "We're going to take it to our place." 
this is the best Mexican food in blank. I always remember when my friends took me to a place in Colorado Springs. This is the this is our place. I didn't have the heart to tell them it was worse than on the border. I'm telling you, that's the lead. We got nothing else left, kids. That and the gem. The, I guess my discussion last week, we talked about we're the gem capital of the world. That's good, too. We'll be both. But remember, Mexican food, we don't have to build any infrastructure. It's already here, right? We have to expand how we cover the stories. Everyone's got a great story. Everyone's got a story to where they're at, right? So if Visit Tucson or anyone else would just expand their uh, their vision outside of Maria from Boca Tacos, right, you would find that there's some amazing stories out there. Look at Ken and Diane from La Oya. Right? His family recipes, she worked for Yano's for years, and that, that high quality preparation of Sonoran local Sonoran recipes comes together in a restaurant. That's a cool little story. Then they got their kids working in the restaurant with them and all of this good stuff. That's a great story. Right? I can tell you my friend Ramon Baon, who owns El Merendero, he owns Asadero, uh, the Esquina over there by uh, he owns the north basically the northwest corner uh, by the rodeo grounds. Right? Great story. His dad used to own restaurants and him in Nogales, uh, Mexico. His dad used to own El Tule, which is my pork place, which I have a soft spot for. Okay. There's great stories. There's the obvious story. I mean, look, one of our greatest uh, business stories is the, is, is, uh, what, uh, Ray senior and Carlotta built over the last, uh, and the whole family for a hundred years. I think that got undercelebrated by this town. Right. Again, the sad case of Tucson Tamale Factory. Right. Todd Martin is in is all over in all of these supermarkets in the country. He's in the test phase with Walmart right now. They're selling all of his stuff. I think in the the entire West Coast region and two test markets back east. Statewide, like North Carolina and something else. Who else is doing that in Tucson? Oh, and check this out. He's called Tucson Tamale Company, right? And he's everywhere. He's in Whole Foods. He's in Sprouts, right? How do we not have, if you ask Todd, Todd, if we had a logo that said Tucson, Arizona, best best Mexico Mexican food city in America, would you put that on your label? He'd go, hell yes. Even all the cans that say Arizona iced tea, that's from like New York or something, right? Lake Success. Thank you. Trust me, I used to live near Lake Success. There's not that much success. <laughs> so the point is, <laughs> this is packages with really tasty tamales in them, really good tamales that <laughs> right. have the word Tucson emblazoned on them everywhere. So I swear to God, they're actually from Tucson. Our cousin Dave comes out with me and my come out. This is years ago. He's playing golf with me and Joey D, right? And and the the girl with the beverage cart comes by, and she's like, "Well, I got Arizona." He goes, "Oh, Arizona iced tea." <laughs> you get all excited, right? And he's like, "Look at me, I got Arizona tea." I said, "Hey, genius, turn around, and look where it's from." And he went, "Late success." New York City. He had that look on his face uh, when Ralphie found out that the Coder Ring was a, com- a credit commercial for Ovaltine. 
Well, I, I'm going to go to the well one more time. You're from New York. Is Lake Placid actually placid? Very placid. Oh, okay. Very placid. Okay. So Greenland's not that. A little gre- good news. Story Greenland's not that green. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just want to let you know that. <laughs> there you go. Damn Vikings. Now, um, so in the end, I'm just having my little rant here, right? This is this is an easy one. This is a knockdown 50-yard sandwich into a 80-yard fat green. That that's right. That t- that both sides go right toward this kind of funnel into the hole, like a like a like a mini golf course. That's what this one is. Good cu- good cup placement, right? Yep. How about the Hispanic Chamber that literally does nothing? I mean, they do not. What is the Hispanic Chamber? Please, someone tell me. I mean, I used to make fun of it when Leo was there, but at least they kind of did things. I mean, and this guy, uh, what's his name again? I keep forgetting his name. The guy who runs it. I, he's usually probably taking pictures with Zach. Rob. Oh, Rob. I, you know, what was the last time we saw Rob doing anything of note in this town? Like Nothing. So here's a good, hey, Rob in the Hispanic Chamber, would you like to become, what's that word? Uh, rhymes with elephant. Um, oh, relevant. Jump on this one. Tucson, Arizona, best Mexican food in the country. Best Mexican food city in the United States. It's not even close. Tell Santa Fe to kiss off. It's different. We kick Albuquerque's butt on the food side. Look at who we got here, man. Look, I got roll. So I don't. So here's another thing. You, news team out there. New. I feel like Ron Burgundy. News teams. So Rolly, he's Mateo from Rolly's Patio. He's been on the show before, right? So America's Test Kitchen does this big glossy magazine called Cooks Country, right? I get it. It's great. That's where I learned the new super pizza recipe a couple couple issues ago. Rolly's in it, right? For making like birria taquitos, I mean, here we go. Where, 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 where is the city on that? Right? Trust me. The, not because of me. The income demographic of a Cook's Country subscriber probably has enough money to go visit because of food stuff. I mean, they sent one of their guys out. I'm sure they videoed it for a future show where they go to a restaurant that makes a certain thing and they learn how to make it. And they say, "Hey, can we steal it and do it on the show or a version of it?" That's good news, man. But remember, these are the community. These are the these are the these are the small business owners who make up this amazing uh, sphere of culinary wondrous wondrousness, right? Who have to put up with all the garbage, right? They're putting up with a, a city and county that are against them, right? They're putting up with the fentanyl drug spear throwers, right? Uh, the defecators, the, the the stealing, the ruining of their bathrooms, attacking their clients or their employees. They're still there. I don't know why they're there, but they're still there. And we have a critical mass of it. We are the Mexican food capital of the U.S. That's it. That's what we got. We don't got nothing else. And don't say, oh, we got a world-class research universe. Yes, it's nice. But everyone, there's a lot of other towns that have world-class research universities. It was like when we were doing the rebranding of Visit Tucson. They were looking at the old stuff that Rick and Jonathan were doing, right? And we were leading with spas and golf, right? 
Well, that sounds great. But what happens, of course, is that, you know, the resorts have a lot of room. room they, 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 and a lot of their money goes into Visit Tucson that they collect through bed tax. So, and plus those guys are resort guys, so they kind of followed that, right? But what the experts came back saying, why would you lead with spa and golf? Because Scottsdale up the road does it 10 times better than you. What makes you different? And I'm going to tell you, all these other towns, Mexican food games have gotten better in the last 10 years. But you know something? We're still the best. And the idea that this town and the business community that is rudderless can't come up with that is amazing. So you know what it is? I'll make my... Uh, I'm going to have to do it. The Chris, the, the CDCC, the Christie Simone Chamber of Commerce... Or, or CD, uh, Sadak. We'll, we'll come up with more. This is all over. So anyway, it's a knockdown one. This is easy. Easy. A lot of Mexican food is made by Hispanics. So what if we had a chamber that catered to the Hispanics? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Shock Jock Radio. We're finishing off with uh, this rant with some beautiful music from uh, the ballet Giselle. Shock Jock Radio with Giselle for my girl Laura Conover, who's constantly dancing. All right. Author Wynn Brown is on the on-deck circle, as we like to say. And uh, so she's coming up at, uh, at 8.07, 840-ish. Is where It's the 10-year anniversary of Rick Sturtz and I interviewing Donald Trump in 2012 when he was pushing for Mitt Romney in the Republican primary. It's a perfect interview. <laughs> I remember one of the first questions I asked when I was I was queuing it up for Matt today. I forgot was uh, he was Celebrity Apprentice was going on and Sturtz was bummed that the uber hot Cheryl Teagues was uh, just knocked off the show. <laughs> so very attractive young lady. Uh, tomorrow, this injustice will not stand. They, uh, it's like it would have been worse if it was Aaron Gray. Then I would have been totally pissed off. Clearly, or Bailey Quarters. Um, now, Jan Smithers. Jan Smithers. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so tomorrow we got Mike Vellante uh, from the Mafib America First Policy Mifib. Institute. <laughs> That's right. A he's going he's to give his. He started talking about it when we were talking about something else going on in Arizona. He's their election integrity guy. I wanted him to give me the breakdown of the 2022 election in Arizona. So we're going to talk about that. And then we have a Victoria from the Heritage Foundation, uh, Victoria Coach. She's going to talk about uh, the Ukrainian situation, how we got there, why are we there, and should we still be there? We'll talk about that. Then uh, sports intern Ryan and Schweikert on Thursday. Then uh, Rocco's coming in for the big Super Bowl. Food Friday. So he's going to bring in stuff that he's going to be doing for Super Bowl. And then Mark will be here too. And we'll talk about, we always have that. What's a cool thing you should be making for your Super Bowl party. We'll do that for food. And then Mark's going to be doing not just the top 10, top 15 Pauly Shore movies. So I think uh, that's wrong. I think he's not going to be doing the top 15. Oh, that's Shore I, movies. I, I think I misread that. That's true. He's not right. I'm he's going to be texting me very soon. And then uh, Goldwater will be here to celebrate their victory over the NFL. <laughs> And the city of Phoenix, in a free speech, will be will be setting up your. He's going to spike the football. <laughs> you might say, Goldwater's spiking the football is very true. <laughs> um, let's see. 
real quick here. We only got a couple of minutes. Oh, uh, Chad was on with uh, KOLD with Valerie Cavazos. What a Chad. Um, Chief Kazmar. He said, um, let's see, uh, homicide spiked record high 2021. So he says that gun violence had trended to a five-year high. He says violent crime in the city has decreased 5%. Uh, the bad news is we saw a 20% increase of gun crime. According to the data, there were 870 incidents. Uh, and then he talked about how they are going after these specific areas and how they've reduced crime in those certain focused areas. But then at the same time, right, is what's the... Uh, What's going on in the rest of the city when they're doing that? Right? So it's good. He's found he's found some levers that work, which you know. Yep. You know, uh, he talks about pedestrian deaths and fatalities, which we've already talked about, and um, he said a record high. People said just under a hundred. We knew that all types of accidents. Um. He talked about uh, out in the field motor units. He talked about how they were giving warnings and the rest were citations. One of the many ways we try to modify behaviors through conversation and sometimes that means enforcement. I don't know. It sounds like you need to ticket more people, my friend. All right. Wynn Brown's coming up next. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show. We're going to talk about the lady the that they named Mount Lemon after. Wake up.